This is Creating Consciousness, a podcast reflecting back to you the energies of your subconscious through tarot, channeling, and spiritual guidance. I'm Rebecca Weirman, intuitive, spiritual coach, and energy worker. You found this podcast because it's the next step in your healing journey. Together, we will explore the depths of your subconscious to awaken and welcome this consciousness. Hello, Conscious Creators. Welcome back to Creating Consciousness. It's me, your host, Rebecca Weirman, and I am feeling so freaking good. Well, I mean, hold on, hold on. I wasn't, but now I am. I have been doing so many sound healings lately, and tonight I did two back-to-back, and oh, yeah, magic pure magic and bliss. In fact, speaking of sound healings, if you are in Arizona, more specifically Phoenix, Arizona, on December 17th at 6 p.m., I will be doing my first in-person event since the beginning of the pandemic. This will be at Cafe Molly on 16th Street and Bethany Home. It'll begin at 6 p.m. December 17th and it will be a shadow work sound journey where we will tune in to our shadow selves to receive healing so we can begin integrating to live our most intuitive lives. You can head to the show notes to get your ticket or click the link in my Instagram bio at this consciousness. It's going to be amazing. There will be the sound healing. We're going to have a little tea service after, and there will be a selfie station. I would absolutely love to have you there. While you're on my website, feel free to check out the other offerings I have available. Uh, I just released my year ahead shadow self tarot readings as well as 2022 portal readings. Both of these readings take you on a journey into 2022 at two different price points to make it accessible for everyone. But all that goodness aside, I want to check in with you. How are you feeling post-holidays? I know personally, I might be feeling better now, but immediately after, during, I wasn't feeling my best. Why? Well, because I was putting so much energy into just staying grounded and being present within myself that I didn't really have the energy to do my rituals or routines or maintain my spiritual hygiene. So I started to feel shitty. But of course, I was able to notice that and I was able to correct the action. I'm still trying to correct a few things, but that's okay. We are reparenting ourselves. We are making new neural pathways and creating these new routines and rituals. But I know some of you are probably also still feeling shitty. And some of you are probably on the track to feeling better. And others of you just weren't phased by the holidays at all. If so, I'm really fucking jealous. So in this episode, we are going to dive into three ways you can restore your spiritual, emotional, and mental hygiene. Okay, it's going to be a good one. So let's get into it. I'm always talking about having a variety of tools in your toolkit that you can use in times of need. Some of my personal favorite tools include shadow work, yoga nidra, breath work, but... 
Recently, I'm finding myself reaching for my stash of Taro CBD. Taro is a woman-owned CBD company providing you with signature blends of CBD, terpenes, and herbs to help you tune in to your everyday magic. Think of Taro CBD as the tool you need to achieve a more relaxed, more grounded version of you. Taro CBD combines a passion for organic herbs like turmeric, valerian root, and elderberry with CBD to help beat burnout, reduce stress, and to help you find your calm. Taro CBD's signature blends are unlike any other CBD product on the market. Taro is always made by hand in small batches with expertly sourced ingredients and U.S.-grown full-spectrum CBD. All Taro products are third-party lab-tested to ensure purity, potency, and peace of mind. Plus, 5% of all Taro CBD sales are donated back to Girls, Inc. And we love a cannabis company that gives back and stands up for what is right. All CBD and herbs used in Taro products are CO2 extracted to preserve the plant's full terpene profile, which makes Taro CBD more potent than the average alcohol-based herbal tincture. Taro CBD is completely natural and contains no sweeteners, no flavors, or no preservatives. I use Taro CBD in my morning, afternoon, and evening routine, but my all-time favorite way to use Taro CBD is taking a dropper full of one of their herbal tincture blends right before I tune into an intuitive session. Using Taro CBD really helps me quiet my active conscious monkey mind during my sessions so clear channeling can take place for my clients. I love Taro CBD because it gives me all the healing benefits of cannabis without feeling high or receiving any sort of intoxicating effects. Sometimes, Taro CBD is just what I need to calm my nerves before a long day of work. And then after work, you'll find me soaking in a tub full of Taro CBD's herbal-infused bath salts. And I swear, I've never slept better than after I take a bath with Taro CBD bath salts. Taro CBD is giving Creating Consciousness listeners a chance to expand their spiritual toolkit and tune into their everyday magic by offering 20% off all Taro CBD products when you use code MAGICSHOP at checkout. That's 20% off all Taro CBD products when you use code MAGICSHOP at checkout. Remember to shop small this holiday season and support a woman-owned business that's always giving back. Head to the link in the show notes to support Tarot CBD and get 20% off your purchase when you use code MAGICSHOP at www.tarotcbd.com. So we have our physical hygiene. We brush our teeth. We shower. If you're me, you don't wash your hair. It's not a hygiene thing. It's a preference thing. My hair looks fucking better than ever. Anyway... Oh, I guess we can also talk about the pandemic, how we had our PPE, we were sanitizing, we were socially distancing, we were quarantining and isolating. Okay, great. We're doing all of that. That is hygiene. But we also have our spiritual hygiene. And these are the practices that we have in place that connect us to spirit, God, source, the universe, the divine, whatever you want to freaking call it. Another way of looking at it, it's what connects you to the God within yourself, okay, right? 
Again, we are all gods with amnesia. So we are one. We are God. We are our highest self. You are tuning in to your highest self. Our spiritual hygiene needs to connect us to our inner light. And in times of stress, it seems like our inner light can just quickly fade away or burn out, Uh, especially in times of like deep trauma too, or like having to relive the trauma that you've experienced, which uh, hello, the holidays. That's why we did those episodes is because we all have skeletons in our closet with our family. We all have shadow with our family. I'm like breathing heavier as I say this because I'm like, oh, fuck. (laughs) But we love our family anyway. You know, the thing is, we need to take care of ourselves. And when we are spending so much energy into preserving and maintaining our boundaries, it can be really hard to muster up any remaining energy to practice your routines and rituals that usually keep you grounded and sane. Sometimes all it takes is just skipping one step in your spiritual hygiene process to have this snowball effect to where you just really start to fall out of your practices. You start to see less magic in the world. And next thing you know, you're feeling fucking depressed. When you're on the spiritual path, that is like the most disconnecting thing you can experience. I mean, Okay, I shouldn't say that. There are so many things that can make you feel disconnected from your spiritual practice, but this is one of the ones for me personally that makes me feel like I've lost my magic. I even notice it in my sessions, in my events. And so I have to do what I need to do to fill myself back up so I can be the clearest, most aligned channel for my clients and for my event attendees. Now, before we get into addressing how you can enhance your spiritual hygiene, I want to talk about two things in particular. The first, in my personal experience and in my client work, consistently it has been that it is so much easier for someone, myself included, to notice when I am slipping out of my spiritual hygiene practices and to get back into them, then it is to completely remove yourself from your spiritual practices and then try to rebuild the habits. I'll say this again. From my experience, professional and personal, it has been easier for me to identify when I am beginning to fall out of my spiritual hygiene practices so I can start back up versus it being harder to completely fall out of my spiritual hygiene practices and then try to start from the beginning, start from scratch. I don't know why this is. I'm sure if I spoke to The author of Atomic Habits, James Clear, he would have some sort of answer. Actually, there is an answer. And I just made this connection. So James Clear in Atomic Habits talks about becoming or embodying your future self. 
So for me, when I hear that or when I read that, that means, oh, I have to act as if I am my highest self. I have to play that part, that role. And for me, because I was an actor before anything else, that makes me feel really fucking cool and connected to my inner child. So I want to do that. I would much rather play the role of what I am wanting to become than avoid it completely. Because if I am stepping into that character, I am quantum leaping into the newest, most highest version of myself. Mic drop. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm literally sitting in my parents' freaking house in my pajamas speaking into a microphone. That's like the female version of, (laughs) oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this. (laughs) That's like the female version of the freaking dude who lives in his parents' basement. And here I am trying to throw you with a mic drop moment. Check your ego, Rebecca. (laughs) Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. My goodness. I think I have gotten way too comfortable podcasting, you guys. I'm just calling myself out left and right. I am so sorry y'all have to put up with my squiggly brain, but I think it makes me sparkle. Anyway. How can you enhance your spiritual hygiene? Well, there's three things in particular I want to touch on. And these three things might not be appealing to um, all of you, but try one, try two, try all three, see what works, but know that you're going to come up with your own as well. So the first thing I want to touch on is play. If you do not have a routine in place to tune into your inner child, not for like deep healing work, but in a playful sense to embody the child within you, the child that loves to play board games or play outside or go swimming and like a mermaid or swing on the swings, do that. Create some time in your week, maybe every day, to play. I think we should be playing every day, whether that's a coloring page at night. I have two versions of postcards from the liminal space. One I use with clients, the other I use for myself, and I actually color in that deck. It's a completely black and white deck that is sketched. And I like to color that in when I need a little bit of play. I like to go to the park as well. Going to the park and swinging on the swings makes me feel so good. I love to feel like I'm flying and there is something about being on the swings that makes me feel like I am flying. So I will always be down to go to the park. When we are playing, we are engaging in an activity for enjoyment and recreation rather than for any logical or practical purpose. Play is your escape from reality. It is a way to tune into something greater, to enter a flow state and be completely immersed in something bigger than yourself. We spend a lot of time working, not just for like monetary compensation and to survive and to meet our basic needs, but we also spend a lot of time working on ourselves. And guess what? 
our nervous system just can't handle that all the time. We have to play. Play keeps us grounded and centered. Something that you can do, a little exercise, tune into all the things you liked to do as a kid. Then move into what you like to do as a teenager. Teenage Rebecca loved going to the mall, literally just walking, shopping, like window shopping, please. So now I will go to the mall to just walk around and wash my hands at Lush and just have a great freaking time. And I feel good. Get yourself some Wetzel's pretzels. Get yourself that slushy. Love yourself. You know you want it. That is playful because you're also embodying something that you had so much fun doing in the past. That is play. That is also embodying uh, the highest version of yourself because you're tuning into something that your highest self loves and your highest self will bring you back to those fun things that support you. As long as it makes you happy, it's play. But really think about what younger you would like and what younger you needs to be supported. If you are always working, you are going to lose your joy. So carve out five minutes each day just to play. Just try it for a little bit. The next thing I want to mention is meditation. Oh, meditation. Let me tell you, my relationship with meditation has not been great. I really cannot sit still for long. I also feel so uncomfortable in my body when I meditate. And it wasn't until I discovered Yoga Nidra, which shout out to Sydney Cutler of Ananda Meditation. She was on this podcast and I've also done my Yoga Nidra teacher training with her. It has been freaking incredible because I feel like I can meditate, I can facilitate it, but Yoga Nidra doesn't have the word meditation in it. So when I'm doing it subconsciously, I don't feel pressure. I'm able to just drop in, sink into the practice and just surrender and be. And I know for some of you listening, this sounds great. And for others, you're thinking, no, even then, I'm still not going to be able to sit still. And what if I challenged you and said, okay, Well, you don't have to sit still and meditate. I'm sure you'd be like, oh, what? You'd be like, yeah, you don't have to sit still. And you'd be like, okay, what? Explain. And I would say, babe, go on a walk. Play a video game. Go play the piano. Those things you love to do? Uh, that's meditation, baby. No, I'm serious. Doing those things gets you out of your head and into your body and connected with your breath. You do not have to meditate by lying still or sitting still. There is so much you can do. Drinking a glass of water can be meditative. The thing that makes it meditative is the awareness that goes into it. When I was in college, we had a zip car on campus. So one weekend, I was like, I'm taking this fucking zip car and I'm getting away. I'm not going into fucking Manhattan. I need nature. I need calm. 
and there was a monastery about an hour away. And I spent the whole day meditating. It was some free meditation retreat that was happening. And I was like, sign me up. So I went and everything we did was meditation. Yes, there was traditional lying down meditation and seated meditation, but we also did walking meditation and eating meditation. And dude was hot. So I was clearly distracted, but it felt so good to be meditating all day long. But the thing was, is I learned that it's not just sitting or lying down. You can make anything, any practice, anything you do in your life meditative. I'm serious. Anything can be meditation as long as there is awareness and presence. So today, along with play, I challenge you to meditate. The last practice to enhance your spiritual hygiene I want to mention is journaling or record keeping. You may like to journal in a physical format rather than digital. Or you might absolutely hate journaling. But here I am again with a question to challenge your beliefs. You don't have to write in a journal. Something I will do with clients who do not like journaling is telling them to voice note. Hearing yourself out loud talk about something can be very, very healing. It helps you process. Sometimes like when you're sitting in therapy even, you'll be talking about something and then you'll have that moment and you'll be like, oh shit, all I needed was just to hear myself say it out loud. And then you feel better and that's fucking great. So you can journal with a prompt. You can just journal and pour everything out onto the paper. You can do this physically in a notebook. You could do this digitally on something like Notion or Evernote. You could go on a walk and voice note. You could pace around your living room and voice note. You could draw to a mode. I know artists who will do this. Instead of writing, they choose to draw their feelings. They choose to emote all over the paper without words. There are so many ways you can journal rather than just thinking of the traditional notebook and pen. You do you, babe. At times, I do find it hard to keep up with the journaling practice, and that's why voice noting can be really, really amazing. Plus, there is something unique about hearing your own voice saying things. The way you can hear your tone and your inflection can teach you a lot about what's going on subconsciously. For example, we can be in an argument or having a discussion with someone and someone tells you to lower your voice and you're like, but I'm not yelling. And then like it happens again with a friend and you're like, but I'm not yelling. But maybe you actually are. You just don't realize it. Huh? Huh? So the same thing can happen is like when you're ranting, when you're journaling and you're talking to yourself and you're audio recording it, you can hear the natural tone that comes out, the tone that you emote with, and that can teach you a lot 
about how you are feeling. So I actually use all three, a physical, a digital, and an audio recording to do my journaling. I use them all for different things, but that's just how it works for me. Again, you do you. So I will ask you again, how's your spiritual hygiene? Just think about it. Perhaps journal on it. Allow that to be the first step in starting to feel better, to getting yourself back on track. It's the little changes you make every day that create consistent habits rather than the big changes you make overnight. It's the little changes that last a lifetime. You've got this. I know you do. I believe in you 110%. Actually, I believe in you 111% because angel numbers. Duh. (laughs) I hope this episode really helped you out today. If it did, feel free to send me a message, let me know, or leave a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening to the podcast. I do want to remind you that if you are interested in winning the replay of my four-part course tarot for the shadow, you can win it by sending me a screenshot of your five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Upon sending me your screenshot on Instagram at this consciousness, I will confirm your entry and I will be picking the winner on December 31st. Don't forget about our amazing sponsor, Tarot CBD, as well as joining my in-person live in Phoenix, Arizona, Shadow Self Sound Journey, or go check out A Year Ahead Tarot Reading. In the meantime, please remember, you are loved, you are supported, you are divinely guided, and you are creating consciousness. I'll be back next week with a new episode for you. Until then, conscious creators.